I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 416th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and today I've got your uh, two two wonderful co-hosts who have made their way from the land of TCG. Um, I've got the the sassy as always, Sublime Manic. Hello. I thought it's going to be sleepy manic, but I'm awake. I guess that's I guess that's true. It is like <laughs> you're both West Coast and I'm East Coast. West Coast. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I think West Coast is fun. I I think so. And then also uh we have we have like I say always, the person that I took a weaving class to learn how to build basket. What's up, Puckle Peeps? There's just too many puns there. But welcome to Fuckle, the show where we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. I don't know if there's anything actually in between. I think there's like that weird crossover that we had that one time that was uh, the video game about playing the trading card game. And I love that game. That game wasn't bad. It that was fun. So they did make a sequel. It didn't come in the U.S. It did not though. come to the U.S., but there was a sequel to that game. And it was like I'm a true sequel. That. It was yeah. a true sequel. It was it was like a gold silver type deal where it was like here's the world a couple years later. It wasn't like how we get sequels now where it's just like here's a new region. Here's the same region, slightly different. That's yeah. what they do now. <laughs> true sequels. We <laughs> love true sequels. And so it was it was great. It was it was a uh it was a great concept that we never got full, fully executed, which is sad. Well, I guess because TCGO exists, they're like people I mean, have okay, to okay. So like, yeah, but TCGO didn't exist for like 10 years and or 10 15 years after that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think when TCGO started. Mm-hmm. TCGO has been around for a while though. It has, but it's had different iterations. It, it has had different iterations. I will agree with that. I mean, but it's I been. I remember a, it, when was it used a, to be a whole different thing. It was. It was around in Gen Five, and I only remember this because my account still has like a lot of like the early Gen Five stuff that you got for Same. free for playing. Um, and so I, I do remember I have that, and, and so like I think that's when it was really starting to take off was around the Gen Five time. So that would be 2011. That'd be around 2011. So yeah, I mean that's still a lot of years. That's eight years for TCGO. Yeah, that's a lot. Good for TCGO. Yeah. Although its existence also prevents us from getting another video game, trading card game. I, I, so I don't entirely disagree with that though. Cause like, um, so I, one, I don't play the trading card game as religiously as I used to. I used to play a lot a few years ago and I never went and competed or anything, but I, I like playing, um, I would say heavily casually. I don't know how to, how to explain where I was. I played a lot. I had a good time with it, but I didn't want to compete because, honestly, I just don't like competing. Uh, also, trading card games in real life are not cute a lot of the time. That is probably <laughs> absolutely true. 
for so uh, many reasons. I would, We're not going to get into them here. There's like stupid drama that happens it. like all over the place, and like there. We, um, I think the biggest problem with a lot of trading card games, and like I, I want to put problem in quotes because it it can also be a plus, is that most trading card games have like a very local community where everybody knows everybody essentially. Yeah. In that local community, and sometimes that like that's good because especially for people who are trying to find a place and have a community to be a part of, um, I think that's a really good thing. But at the same time, I think it can also start a lot of drama in those communities, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've been very um, uh, I, I'm trying to be, I'm keen to avoid that. And I don't. Plus, I just don't like shuffling, and I don't have to do that on. That's PTCGO. true. PTCGO <laughs> is much better at shuffling. Uh, and honestly, <laughs> my favorite, just not shuffle. <laughs> my favorite experiences playing playing any kind of trading card game has honestly been PC, PTCGO and the new Yu Gi Oh Legacy of the Duelist game. It's so good. That's was, a Pokemon game we can support. It's not a Pokemon yeah. game, but I <laughs> just say I, I do. I do for forty dollars. I think it's a decent pickup on Switch. Uh, I, I I do recommend it. If give me money, Nintendo, I I advertised your game. Uh, it's better than the PC version. I own both versions, which is really depressing. Well, uh, the Switch version came out substantially later. So it, it did. Has, like, all the it did. I think I got it before the Switch version came out mm-hmm. because the, uh, the Switch version came out just in the US, not until Fairly like, recently, August. Yeah. yeah, it was like August. And I remember being hyped for it because like I could have gone to the Japanese eShop and downloaded it for like like three months earlier. But I did purchase the Legacy of the Duelist like two years prior on PC uh, along with some of the DLC. But there is new stuff in it. Like even outside of the DLC, you could buy on PC. It's all it's all there. Um, and that's it for the uh, the Pokemon trading card roundtable we just had about Legacy <laughs> of the Duelist. Um, it's a Pokemon welcome, game now. Welcome to Yuckle. Trust us. Welcome to Yuckle. Uh, but yeah, uh, how how has everything been going? I know Sublime, you haven't gotten the game yet. Well, I haven't gotten this new indie game that came out, or whatever it's called, but I have been playing the what I now refer to as the main Pokemon series game, Pokemon Go. <laughs> it has more Pokemon in it now, so I, so I refer to it as the main game, and Sword and Shield are these side games now. Um, had a great community day. Oh, Lovely. Yeah. That's um, actually yeah. good. That's pretty good. I actually, here's the nice thing. Let me tell y'all. If you play Pokemon Go, you really have to play it with someone else. You really do. Um, you really yeah, do. Let me yeah. tell you. Cause what we do every, every, a community day, we don't send anything home until we've caught them all. Then we trade all of our, uh, rejects basically until we get some lucky ones. So I got mm. a 100 IV, uh, lucky, uh, Infernate. So good for me. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, nice. That's really cool. That's what you do. You just, yeah, it's so much better if you do it with someone. Mm, I can see that. I have, I get lucky Pokemon every community. I just now. always, we I just always pray that it ends up happening. I, I just see Pokemon Go for the most part as something that I do with my wife anyway. Yeah, uh, it is. It's very that. It, it, because, because like Pokemon is like the one place where like our interests like heavily overlap. Obviously, like mm-hmm. I'm into Pokemon because but I like, run a Pokemon if you're podcast. into like the video games and such, your partner might not necessarily. Yeah. Well, be. she's, she's like more, right. she's, she's definitely more casual when it comes to the video games and stuff like right, that. But, right. Um, but like Pokemon is like that one place where we overlap like really well because she's super into anime and I'm like, I'm like, hand me the anime starter pack, please. Um, because, <laughs> because like I, I, I'm okay with like things like Soul Eater. And, and like attack on Titan, like, you know, uh, name an anime and like anybody can pick out which anime it is. And it's like, yeah, that's the one I like. Um, but then you get into like the weird stuff and it's just like, mm, okay, not a fan. 
and so like yeah give me anime starter pack but she's like super into like the rest of it like we have a funimation subscription and she really enjoys that funimation subscription watches a lot of weird stuff i don't think i've watched anything on there i've watched one piece i tried to watch one piece and it's not that i don't it's not that i don't enjoy it it's just too long right yeah uh there's only those are just too long and i'm like listen if it's over a certain length of episodes i just can't commit to that like i wanted to i wanted to Mm because it's a good story it's a good story, but the problem, I think they're like five or 800 episodes in. And oh no. It's like, no, no, no. it's like, no. oh, I want to, but that's so many episodes. You know what the perfect length is? Like 50 to 60. 50 to 60. I don't, I don't. It's enough so like, time to tell a good story. I don't mind going to like animes that are like a hundred and some episodes. I, I just. Could, yeah, but it like, can't be that much longer. It can't, like, if we're talking like more than 200, I think that's where I go, hmm. This is hard. One piece, like one like, piece, was different because yeah. I wanted to. It was a good story. I wanted to, and it just didn't happen. It was sad. Yeah one of, one of the things I really like about One Piece is um, they mess around with a lot of uh, anime tropes. Like mm-hmm. they're doing them because they're shonen, but they also like mess around with a lot of that stuff as well. You're and right. So I really like that kind of comedy that they throw in there. You're absolutely right. Um, so what about you, Basket? Have you, what's, what you been up to? I know you've been playing that game. I have, yeah. Um, which version did I, you, uh, which version and, and who, who is your starter? I, I know you said this once before last week. I got sword and my starter was Sobble. That's what I'm going to do. High five. Yeah. Virtual high five. Uh, I got, I got <laughs> shield and I started Sobble. Um, I, nice. Uh, I, high five. So the only thing to note, and, uh, this, this will tie a little bit into the topic today. Is that Shield has all of the better Pokemon, <laughs> like almost all of the better Pokemon Com- for competitive use? The answer is oh, yes. Oh, for competitive, yes. I'm like, for competitive Pokemon, I mean, like you can trade anyway. So does no, no, matter. you can, you can. They're just all and better. I like the Fairy type more, so that's why I sided with Sword when I, I'm going to get it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I for me, I finished up the game this week. Um, I was, I have some like slightly different opinions of the game than when I talked about it um, earlier this week. I think the episode came out on Tuesday. Um, I didn't mean for it to sound that negative. It was just Sigma and I, like, we were in the part of the game where I think most of the problems are. I didn't think <laughs> it came off that negative. You still said lots of nice things. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there's still plenty of things to like about this game. Uh, I think I think just that region of the story, though, like, that was definitely really where it didn't shine, um, in my opinion. Which part were you at? Uh, we were in the middle part, so we were from we were all the way up to 8th Badge. Um, oh, okay. And, and so I think, I think when you get to like, I think after you beat fourth gym, it kind of like the, the flaw, the cracks start to show a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. which is, which is unfortunate. Now I've heard something. I don't know if you can confirm this for me. It seems to be a rumor. It probably that there is. There is a person named, uh, Leon and that he is undefeated and <laughs> oh, that he God. is a champion and that he uses a Charizard. Can you confirm or deny these? Uh, uh this is rumors. <laughs> He's no longer undefeated <laughs> in my key. game. He's no no longer undefeated <laughs> in my game. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I heard the game doesn't tell you that, and then it just springs it on you. Yeah. Uh, no, Uh-oh. it has trouble. <laughs> but on that note, uh, there's some uh, there's some cool news to talk about. I mean, there, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that happened this week. So let's go ahead and kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower, this just in. 
and welcome to the news. Uh, so in the news, let's break it down. Uh, there's a lot that's going on this week. First of all, we got the new Community Day announcement for December, which is actually really exciting. Um, Very that. Because if you are a Pokemon Go player and you're like, man, I missed one of the Community Days this year, fear not because they've got you, even if you missed one of them last year as well. Ooh. Um, yeah. So th- it's going to be a whole weekend thing again, like they did last year. Um, they're going to, these spawns and these raids are going to take place from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time each day. And you can get, um, and so, so they split up the, they split up the year into like the first half and the second half. And one day will be, you're going to have more prominent spawns of like the first half of the year. And the, on Sunday, you'll have a more prominent number of spawns for the second like half. Like they all have increased spawns, but some of them are even more increased. Yes. Yes. At different times. Yes. So you can spend all weekend and then, catching all and of then the things. Say you missed out on some 2018 community days. We're going back a year. There's going to be raids that will incorporate the Pokemon from 2018. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. They did this last year, too, and uh, it's always very nice. They're just knocking it out of the park, I think. Like they, I mean, they are the main Pokemon game. God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so yeah, these are these are great. Um, so uh, so on Saturday, to- Totodile, Swinub, Trico, Torchic, Slackoth, and Bagon have increased spawns. And then on Sunday, Mudkip, Ralts, Trapinch, Turtwig, and Chimchar have increased spawns. I uh, did miss the Turtwig. And I didn't feel bad about it. I I, I don't it. feel bad about it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I feel bad about is like everything's so off sequence that like we don't get like the full Gen Four starter package. Um, that's and the only because like Piplup's the only one that I'm missing. Piplup will get his time yeah. for next year. It's fine. Yeah, and then uh, it can move on, and we can have Snivy right after. Mm, that. Yeah, that's true. We'll get Snivy in probably like March. Yeah, something like that. But uh, on top of that, we're also going to be getting Pokemon from raids. Uh, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, Eevee, Trittini, Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Mareep, Larvitar, and Beldum, which is the list from 2018. Um, they'll also, those same Pokemon will also be available in eggs in addition to Trico, Torchic, Slackoth, uh, and Bagon, um, which is really cool. And then, uh, Flip Flop on, on Sunday, which is really cool. Uh, so it's a, it's a really, really cool event that's going on December 14th and 15th. So it's a little bit later this year too, compared to when they had it in 2018. But um, they did make it like all day, both days, basically. Uh, wait, it's not all day, actually. I, I missed it. It's like really long. It's three, it's three, it's only three hours. It's still 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Mm, I think that might be for the extra increased, increased time chances. Yeah, I think it's like nine hours each day or something. Yeah, it's insane. crazy. They, they do really good at this, though. I'm, I'm yeah. very happy with it. So it's like, oh, you gotta work. It's okay. You can come after your shift. There'll, there'll mm-hmm. still be some. Oh yeah. I really appreciate that. I, yeah, for real. I really do appreciate that. Uh, and if you are playing Super Smash Brothers and you want to celebrate the release of Pokemon Sword and Shield, you can go get some new exclusive spirits based on the Galar region. Zacian and Zamazenta, Grookey, Scorbunny and Sobble, Morpico, and Corviknight. Are there going to be four star spirits? Uh, I imagine, I imagine Zacian and Zamazenta will be, will be four star. I don't know what the exact spirits are. Let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe we're going to have time for those like score bunny. That's sobble. true. They're going to be like one or two. It's like whatever. That's true. Uh, so other than that, I mean, these are the, these are the big news. Um, if you want a Evie Funko pun, uh, Funko pop figure <laughs> that is happening. Well, I don't forget, I forget what they're called. Uh, so if you're into those bobbleheads and you want to collect the Pokemon ones, got to collect them all and give Funko $10. Uh, go get it. Uh, I, I kind of, I almost did it for the Squirtle one, but I didn't. <laughs> I was good. I was very good. Um, 
Other than that, though, I mean, other than the release of Sword and Shield, there hasn't been a lot of news that has been dropping recently. Um, I, I do want to use this time to just talk about a few Puckle-related items because we get a lot of new people in uh, with the release of a new game. And so welcome, a lot to, of new people. welcome to all of you new people. Uh, we really all. appreciate it. Um, yes. And then also, uh, we're going to be talking more later about about a lot of the new changes in Sword and Shield to uh, to just life in general, um, and how it makes your life even more difficult, <laughs> but uh, more difficult and easier. It does both. It does both, and you'll understand why. Only only one thing really makes your life more difficult, um, and so that that's really cool. We're going to talk about that. But thank you to everybody who's listening to the show. Thank you for those of you who are new. Um, and I do want to talk about for a minute because uh, Patreon right now. Um, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. If you join at the $5 tier or higher, we are doing giveaways. The Patreon itself is going to be seeing some changes here in the next few uh, weeks because of the way Sword and Shield work. It's really going to affect how we can do giveaways and stuff like that compared to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Uh, and so we are going to shift it to probably only one giveaway a month, but we're going to incorporate more raid nights at the 5 and $10 tiers. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, and this month we're going to be doing six IV dittos and that's going to be happening this week. Um, I'm probably already going to start this weekend for those of you who are already in the Patreon chat. You guys have already seen this and we've already made an announcement on discord, but if you want to know more about that, uh, you can go over to patreon.com and try to pick one up. Um, I, it has to be done manually. You're going to have to be friends with me and we're going to have to work together just like a Digimon, Digimon, uh, Digidestin. We're going to have to work together on this. Um, so. I, yeah, and I would like I would like to add really quick um, that due to the difficulty of doing this, like you really got to be paying attention. Yeah, please pay attention. Uh, please, uh, just just for your sake, because we have had people in the past miss things. They don't pay attention to dates, and then they complain. And it's just like I don't know what to tell you. You've missed the dates. Um, so definitely, please go ahead and keep an eye on things. Uh, and I hope not to run into too many issues. Uh. With that note, though, I think uh, we'll make this a relatively short news segment this week. Uh, very, very, very short this week. Because, I mean, the news is that Sword and Shield came out, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, spread the news. <laughs> I, mean, I think that- everyone got the memo. But if you didn't, spread the news. <laughs> spread- and then and then Community <laughs> Day was pretty big. I think Community Day is a pretty big thing uh, this year. But we are gonna we're gonna kick it on over to Poke Quiz, where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. That means they don't use anything on their servers or whatever. They can go ahead and uh, just use what's in their noggins. Sublime and Baskets are going to be operating today as a team to try to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions uh, submitted by our fans over on our Discord server over at the Trivia Channel. So you two can tr- give uh, trivia questions to try to stump the co-host and... Or, or help the co-host, because you can see which one's on the next show. <laughs> and maybe you're just like, Thatch is going to be looking for trivia only 30 minutes before this show starts. Um, because he's he's too busy trading ditto from one switch to another. We're going to go ahead, though, and we're going we're gonna to talk some trivia questions. You guys have five of them submitted by the Discord. And 
you you can get seven points because one of them is going to have a bonus point. And if you use get all the questions correct without using a hint, you can go ahead and get, cash that hint in for an additional seventh point. So if you guys are ready, we're going to jump in. This segment, as always, is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for anything anime-related needs. These guys are great. I love them. They're the best. Please go check them out. All right. On that note, though, let's jump right on into it. Our first question, what is the... Oh, these are all Swish-related, by the way. Uh, I apologize in advance. Wait, hold on. Sublime, do you have your internet up? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that would be a fair trade-off. You got Google ready? I feel like that would be a fair ready? trade-off in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. What is the only Generation 8 Pokemon line, uh, including regional forms, to have three immunities? Three type immunities. Oh, interesting. Oh, Somebody man. has oh, three. Oh, but it's including regional forms. Including regional forms. So, th- so does that is- mean only Galarian regional forms, just to be clear? Yes. Okay, I was worried it would be something like a Meowth has so many types, it must have three immunities. No, no, this is just one, uh, one okay. singular Pokemon. One singular actually, Pokemon. Meowth does have three immunities between the three forms. It does. <laughs> uh, that's why I was like, well, that has other forms. All right, let's see. So it's a Gen 8 line uh, with multiple immunities. It could also um, be a Galarian form. Just throwing And it possibly there. a Galarian form. Okay. Well, uh, Zacian and Zemazenta have at least two off the bat. Um, poison and... Well, Zacian does anyway. Poison and Dragon. Um, hmm. What types have multiple immunities? Ghost. It must be a ghost type. I'm thinking. Uh, or it could be a ghost type because ghosts already have two. And then if they had a dual yeah, type, it would add type. a third. Uh, but Sinistee's mono ghost. What other ghosts did we get? Corsola is mono ghost. Um, it's not getting a third Im- immunity from an ability, right? It could be. It totally that's, does. The ability count towards the number of immunities somehow. Uh, I mean that would kind of be a hint if I told you that. Well, uh, but like, I, I'll tell okay, you that so, it's all typing based. Okay, I'm just making sure that's not part of like a trick question or something. It's a t- it's typing based. It's hard for me. I haven't played these games yet. Um, hmm. what's Runarigus's type? It's ground. It's Runarigus because that would add an electric immunity. So it would have normal fighting and electric. Uh, is it... Wait, did we establish it has to be, like, in Galar? Yes, it does have to be, like, a Galar new thing, yeah. It has to be new. Including regional variants, though. So I think it's the Um, Runarigus, because that's Ghost Ground, right? Is that Ghost Ground? Well, Aegislash, normal fighting... Oh, you're right! Although that's not Galar new, though, it's just in Galar. You meant new Pokemon, right? Yes, yes, new Pokemon. Okay. Okay, okay. I think it's Runarigus. Alright, let's do that one. Runa Negris is correct. Yamask Yamask is also correct as well. That uh, because Yamask Yamask also got ground typing. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's one point for you guys so far. You're one for one. Number two, how many Pokemon introduced in Generation Eight, including Galarian forms, so same bunch of people, oh new God. Pokemon, have the <laughs> Levitate ability? And I'll give you a plus or minus one on this. Ugh. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I do not know that uh, at all. Um, does Sinisty have that? I don't know. I really don't know. That are new Pokemon that have Levitate. Like, what has Levitate? I don't know anything that has Levitate. Or nothing's coming to mind that has Levitate. Well, I mean... Okay, okay. So, Weezing. Oh, Weezing. One. That's one. Weezing You're right. Games. Weezing. Um... um 
I think Latias has Latias has uh, Levitate. Latias, wait, what? We're this has to be new, new Pokemon. Pokemon, new Pokemon basket. Oh, just I'm, sorry, new Pokemon. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can list lots of okay, things okay, with I'm Levitate. Sorry. I thought we were doing it's, this. It's, it's, it's hard. It's it's. Dang it. Um. Um. Maybe we just say two because we thought of one, and there's a plus or minus one. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. We'll say two. We'll say two. Because I really, I don't know. Let's say two. Yeah, two. Two is within the margin of error. Uh, oh. The answer is the answer is one. <laughs> yes. uh, oh, so it was just wheezing. It's just wheezing. <laughs> okay. Okay. We did good. We did good. Okay. Uh, so that is two Ooh. points for you guys. I feel so, like I'm playing with blindfolds and I'm doing okay. So our our <laughs> next question is uh, is your Pokemon is your Pokedex question as always. Oh, so this is probably going to be a little rough for you because I I will say this is a new Pokemon. I will I will just to narrow it down for you. Uh, and this is from P Mickey and he asks it's Pokemon Sword Pokedex entry reads though it's able to capture prey by freezing its surroundings. It has trouble eating the prey afterwards because its mouth is on top of its head. Who's that Pokemon? Uh, it sounds like it could be the Darmanitan thing. Where's its head or mouth? I don't know. I I mean that one looks really honestly, weird. I ran into one once on my playthrough. Uh, I don't remember where its head was or where its mouth was. Um, like in the new ice. Mr. Mime uh, has a normal mouth, I'm pretty sure. What other, does Frostmoth have it on its head? I will say, as a hint, this Pokemon can learn Stone Edge. Yeah, free hint. Because uh, I, I know you guys are going to ride the Struggle Bus. This is the uh, Struggle that Bus. That does not. I haven't played these games! It's a Water Ice type as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. It is the Arctovish ugly-ass fossil with its head facing backward. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Right? Water, you said water we, ice, I mean, right? Water ice, we can, that's Arctovish. That. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand how Sublime hasn't played the game and yet he's doing it. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, I think. <laughs> that competitive tough stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, because I don't have anything. Arctovish is correct. That thing um, shouldn't exist. Yes, uh, so that. we're going to follow on to that. <laughs> we're going to follow on to that for your multiple choice question. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna tag onto that. So Arctovish is one of, uh, one of the fossil Pokemon you get by combining the two pieces together. Um, and you can get four different Pokemon this way, Arctovish being one of them. And we want to know, what are the four type combinations that you can get out of the Generation 8 fossils? And we already know Water Ice, uh, so the other, you need, I, you're gonna need to get all three for two points. You'll get one point for another type combination, and then, uh, and then you'll get the second point for the other two. Okay, so I was actually looking this up yesterday. So I think it's uh, Dragon Electric. Uh, water Dragon and Electric Ice. Water Dragon, Water Ice, and Electric Ice, yeah. All of those are correct. You guys are five for four right now. Um, now, the only thing I don't have is a base stat because I didn't look that up beforehand. So we're going to get a uh, list. Make it something that would have the Pokemon. highest for a Gen 8 thing. Yeah. Uh, there must you know be what? something we they can do something like record, that, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll do, we'll double check here. Um, so this is generation eight to present, and we're gonna we're gonna find something weird. Um, okay. Uh, that's not a good 
thing. Um, we're not going to do that. There's there's apparently a Pokemon with like a base stat total of like eleven twenty five, and I think it's just a yeah. Team Max there is. It. I mean, I know what um, it is. Yeah, so just, we can it, do that. It has top everything. <laughs> let's uh, do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. No, one. Doing that Poison one. HP is that the category? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to know what fighting type Pokemon has the highest base special defense. So I'm going to guess that it is the uh, shielded, crown of shields or whatever it's called, Zamazenta. Because that's a fighting type, and it gets defense boosting stuff. So that's my rationale. Yeah, let's do that. Because I have no idea. Because what are the other fighting types? Like Phalanx? That's not that special. Yeah. Yeah. Zamazenta? Like shield form, Zamazenta. Shield, uh, Crown yeah. Shield Zamazenta is correct with a base stat of 145 in that slot. So it's doing, hey, it's doing pretty well. Hit. Very good. Mm-hmm. Pretty bulky boy right there. Bulky boy. Bulky, bulky, bulky. Uh, but that, that's a perfect run for you guys today. Hey! Even though. Not playing Sword and Shield. There you yeah, go. Uh, that is a perfect <laughs> run for you guys today. So that does change up our, uh, change up our standings. Um, let me see if I can. Basket number one. Uh, I don't think that's one. what's it's happening. I think it's one. sublime number one. Uh, Dang it. But uh, don't quote me on that until I put it in, because that gives you guys seven today. Oh, wow. Wow. Sublime is number one. Um, it's like uh, it's like Luigi in Mario Party saying, I'm the winner. Um, um, but the, the trivia cycle is not over yet. So Let me just sign up for an episode and we can finish it, because how close am I? Uh, so in first place, we have Sublime with 28 points. Yeah, let's just put me on a new episode. And too. then in second place, we have Sigma with 19 points. In third place, we have Basket with 17 points. In fourth place, we have Seth Vilo with 15 points. In fifth place, we have Linian and Whimsicott tied with 13 points. In seventh place, we have Scrawn with nine. In eighth place, we have Shamu with eight. And in ninth, we have Jushiro with five. Uh, so tune in next week for some more Pokey Quiz, and it'll be far more structured. Because with this week, everything's been stupid hectic. Uh, <laughs> so we are going to go ahead and shift gears on over to the topic. And we have a new iTunes review for you guys this week. This week it is from Ariel Vargas, 93, and it's titled, A Fan from Ecuador. This makes my day great content. Love the trivia. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Ariel. And if you want your iTunes review or whatever review you drop for us to be read on the show, go ahead and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. We really appreciate it. So on that note, uh, we're going to kick it on over back to the show. And yeah, enjoy the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be essentially tips and tricks. What do you need to get started in Pokemon Sword and Shield or just things that you might need to know? Okay, so Thatch and Basket, y'all have both finished the game, right? Uh, I finished. I don't think Basket has yet. I have not. But you're pretty far in, right? Yeah. Like, you've gotten... How many badges are you at? Excuse me, I'm so raspy. I got all the badges. Um, I am just about to... Um, I think... I can't remember if I defeated that one mean lady yet, or if I'm just about to fight her. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> I have. I have. I defeated her, and I'm just about to go up against... Is it the scary fairy lady? Uh, BD. No. Ugh. Ugh. Is Beady a woman? No. Who? Bead? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that, that? I thought that was a man. I've been calling him Beady. He is, he is a guy. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were saying it was a girl. No. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Oh, sorry. I thought you said, I thought you asked if he was a woman, and I was like, mm. nah. I did, because I thought you had said that you were having, like, basically some scary lady. 
No. No, 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 no. So, so the scary... <laughs> and then you said Beatty. <laughs> the scary lady was the... Uh, um, there's this There's this lady who... Elena. Yeah. Elena, right? Yeah. Yeah. Elena, that... Okay, so y'all are both real far into the game. I'll probably be bought, picking it up used in like the next week or so. What advice would you guys give me for going through it now that you've done it, mostly? So I, I don't know that I give you advice other than tell you... So like... I know, I know. You particularly have been very negative about these games, and I understand why and where where that's coming from. I mean, like, listen, there are Pokemon games still. There's still Pokemon. I I do want to make that clear because everybody there's has, still Pokemon games. People people have given us a lot of a lot of crap for being very negative about these things. I think we've been very positive, and I'm in the minority. Actually, uh, I think I think that. So one, these are Pokemon games, and we're all very happy because they're Pokemon games. I mean, a Pokemon game has a very high floor, is how I would put it. Right? Like, maybe we didn't reach the ceiling I personally wanted, but, like, bottom line, a Pokemon game is still fun to play through. It's know? still better than a bad game. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it's still it's still better than, a, than like, a lot of games. It's going to be better than My Little t- or, uh, Town Hero. What is it called? Oh, my gosh. Little Town Hero? Little Town Hero. That's it. Don't tell Oshawa you said that. <laughs> I, I will tell him that. <laughs> I will as well. <laughs> I have on several occasions told oh, him yes. he's wrong. Yes, we have. <laughs> so for me, there are some extreme highlights, and they cancel out the lows, in my opinion. Okay. I believe... No, I, I absolutely... I can, I can understand that. So what are the extreme highlights? What should I look forward to most? Okay, so the first time you beat a gym and someone's like, Oh, that's Basket, the guy who just beat the gym. You're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so there's okay. that, a little ego stroking. And then there's also um, the first time you walk into the stadium and you see like the, uh, um, you know, we all saw the commercials if, you know, we weren't like whimsicott and trying to stay away from everything. I've seen the scene. I watched some of the streams. And I was kind of like, meh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And then you go in there and you hear the crowd cheering and... Like, you can customize your character to look very much like you, and I did that. Oh my gosh, it's very true, though. I will say that I'm very <laughs> impressed with a lot of the character customization. The character customization is, like, next level compared to the character customization in... That we had before. In previous Pokemon games. <laughs> yes. Totally. The only thing this game is lacking, and you heard it here, here first, folks, is Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> no Hawaiian shirts in this one. Uh, I, I just, I know it's disappointing to pretty much everybody. But uh, no Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, I don't really care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Basket, no Hawaiian shirts. But no, it's actually actually really good. I, I think they did a really good job of the world building in this game in, in oh, terms yeah. of at least like in like the lore um, for the gym system and everything. It's much more fleshed out than like we've ever seen before. Because I, I know we, we've, we've straight up had episodes where we've discussed how like the gym system works before. And this way, this time it's pretty clear cut. <laughs> Like, hey, it's like, it's a sports circuit. It's like this. And everyone is so hyped on it. So hyped on yeah. it. It's, it's not like the other Pokemon yeah, games I, where it's like... That was very much a tribute to, like, British hype for sports. Yeah. For, like, soccer. Yeah. Good for the reason, yeah. Totally. Like, and... For the region. Yeah, yeah. That alone, like, it makes it feel a lot cooler. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a 28-year-old man playing a Pokemon game. <laughs> I go in there, and it's just like, everybody's like... <laughs> Wow, you are so cool. You're doing that? Oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Validation. <laughs> no, I absolutely I absolutely agree with that. I think I think in terms of just like feel, I think that's really that's done very well in these games. Definitely. I, I think you can go ahead and be like, hey, I, I am actually a trainer in this. I, I 
I mean, I said during uh, Sigma and I's review episode back last week that it's a little sad that we don't get those diversions, but what they do have is done very well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really like that. I also really liked if you're playing the game and you're coming in it to it from a different perspective. I really enjoyed not having Mega Evolution and Z moves, and just for the pl- from the playthrough um, perspective, not from like competitive perspective. I, I really will miss uh-huh. Mega from a competitive I mean, like- perspective, but. So why did you enjoy not having them? Was it just, like, a difficulty thing? I've just missed vanilla battles. Like, I, I didn't realize how much I missed it until I played it. I, I missed not having to sit through, like, a mega evolution anime and or animation, and we just keep going. You know what I mean? And I don't have to worry about, like, there being another form that's going to occur in this Pokemon over here. It, it felt kind of good. It, it was kind of a step to basics. Mm-hmm. Because Dynamax isn't used that often. It's only used in the gyms. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, which I think is done. I think that's probably the proper use of it is to literally restrict it to gyms and raids, because if you do any more, you're just get, it's going to be some overblown mechanic that just doesn't. It's going to be overdone. Yeah, I would have felt pretty bored of it pretty fast. Yes, if uh, it was like you could do it anytime. They did a good job making it feel special. Yeah, I will say that because they made it feel rewarding and like you when you used it, it was done. I I at least felt better about it. Yeah, I I think. And this will probably be talked about more this week on Battlecast. But for Battlecast, uh, for competitive battling, I think Dynamax is completely broken. Yeah. I would not say that I'm happy about Mega Evolutions being gone at all, but I am pretty happy about Z Moves being gone. I think Z Moves can go, they can die. I don't That's think fine. anyone cared about that. <laughs> I don't think anything, anyone was mad about Z Moves being cut. Yeah. I. I'm not going to lie. You're probably, well, I think, I think there was like a very small minority of people who were upset about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think Zemus are very much tied to the Alolan culture mm-hmm. and it's cool for them to stay there. And I think, I think Zemus are the perfect example of a mechanic and even Dynamax now. Dynamax and Zemus are very good examples of mechanics that can stay in their respective regions. Maybe less so with Gigantamax. Uh, because I feel well, like it, isn't there like a ton of lore about it being exclusive to the Galar region? So Dynamax, yes. Uh, but so the problem is, so I'm, I'm talking about me personally, not like what the game's lore is about these things. But I feel like if you're going to have a form of a Pokemon, not being able to move that form of that Pokemon forward feels it feels meh. I don't like that. How do you, how do you mean not being able to move it forward? What do you mean? So like so like in the next game. Let's say there's no Dynamax. Like, in the what's next a Pokemon game? that is like specifically good because it has a Gigantamax? I guess is what you're saying. None of them, honestly. Uh, okay, well then it won't matter. Um. <laughs> it, that won't matter. But like, I, I'm not talking about from a competitive sense though. I'm just talking from like, mm-hmm. uh, so the way that I enjoy Pokemon, which is the reason that like the net, the the, the Dex cut like really. The reason sunk you had in. an issue with the Dex to begin with. It was because because Pokemon's kind of always been about the evergreen content and. This is a step that was a step in the direction to no longer making it evergreen. Maybe home makes it better. We'll see. I will say after playing it, I don't feel as bad because I think the Pokemon games can still be fun and I think there can still be a community around them. I mean, there was no doubt they'd be like yeah. fun to play through. You know, I was I was a little worried, though, that there was going to be like, uh, especially with a lot of the reviews that came out. Um, some of them were some of them were negative and I, I definitely see their merit. I, I definitely see I see both sides of the coin to an extent. I, I don't think it's a 9.3, but <laughs> it's not, it, it's not, but we can definitely, I can definitely see why people are happy with these games, especially from a casual perspective, because I mean, from a casual perspective, these are probably fine. 
I think it is maybe a 9.3 from a casual perspective. Maybe. I think maybe. Even then, I still think yeah. there's some unpolished places, but... Let's give it an 8.5. Like, anything, like, anything from, like... I think anything from a 7 to 8.5 is a completely reasonable score to give this game. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would give it an 8. If we want to go into a competitive perspective, they did do a lot of quality of life updates, which yeah. were very nice. And I know, Sublime, you know most of these. Um, because, like, we have the nature mints. Bottle caps are yeah. a thing. And bottle caps aren't actually as bad. because Everybody was worried because you still have to get the Pokemon to level 100 to be able to activate but the bottle cap. because of the candy that everyone just has out the wazoo. Because if you go raid, which is... Honestly, being a member of like a Pokemon community like Puckle is absolutely like perfect for these games because mm-hmm. it's nothing but Raiden <laughs> for multiple reasons. Uh, one because of raids. lots of Raiden. Yeah, uh, you can do a lot of raids. You can get a lot of you can rack up a lot of candy real fast. Yeah, and you can use that just to kind of shove candy down your Pokemon's throats to level them up to hundred and use the bottle cap. Um, nature mints aren't that hard to get a hold of either, which is really nice. So if you need to swap natures, you can do that pretty easily. I, I think those are the, the I mean those are the big competitive changes. But in terms of, like, playing the game and doing a complete dex thing, which a lot of people try to do, and, like, you know, complete the dex. as part of playing Pokemon. You want to complete the Pokedex. And a lot of people have, very quickly. And you know why? Because they made it very... I think they made it more accessible, which only opens up more questions for like, me. I've seen a lot of people with completed dexes in, like, yeah. the first week. Well, so, it's because if you go into the wild area, which is actually, I think, done... I would say, I would rate the wild area itself, like, 9 out of 10. The wild area is really cool. Yeah, because the wild area, like, as you progress through the game, you get more and more powerful Pokemon that show up in it, and so you'll end up getting, like, fully evolved stuff. Yeah. And you know some of the stuff that, like, is such a headache to go and evolve to complete decks, like Dusknoir? Mm-hmm. You can, you can like, see a wild Dusknoir and go catch it. Yeah. Like, I just caught an Excadrill before I caught a Drillbur. Um, you can go catch, uh, you can catch a Gengar in the wild area. I mean, there, there's, like, this huge number of Pokemon that you can go catch in the wild area that are just fully evolved Pokemon. Yeah, I super, I like, as as a, um, like, Nuzlocke player, I super appreciate the fact that trade evolutions can be found in the wild. Yes. Because, and, and not only just as, like, you know, playing Nuzlocke's a lot, but also the fact of just not having to, it's like, oh, I really want this Pokemon, and I want it now, because I want to, you know, use it for this gym or whatever, because I change up my teams all the time when I'm, you know, just doing normal plays th- playthroughs and stuff like that. So being able to, you know, grab whatever I want just for fun to see how things work and stuff like that is really, really helpful. Because there's not always someone who has the time, even in a community like this, you know, it's not always someone who has the time to be able to help you trade for that. You know, you could spend a couple mm-hmm. days maybe waiting for somebody who has a trade evolution they need so you guys can help out. Now, I, now I will I will argue a negative to kind of go along with that uh-huh. is that GTS is gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am I am really sad about that. I saw that so I got I got a little salty because I have seen a lot of influencers online when that announcement was made or when that was discovered that GTS was gone. They were just like, "Well, what are you going to do? Trade your level six Bulu for an eighty level eighty five Zamazenta?" And <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, so one that sounds like somebody who's never used the GTS before." Um, because I, I did prior to, prior to Sword and Shield, like when I played X and Y and when I played Sun and Moon, when I completed the decks in those respective games before bank came out or bank, bank compatibility came out for those, I did use the GTS pretty heavily to like help me complete the Pokedex. Mm -hmm. Granted, I don't think that's as bad now. Uh, I really don't. Um, the only thing that is required, like the one thing that's really, really poopy about it is it's really hard to get foreign Pokemon then. 
uh, which is really big for people who are doing the Masuda method. Yeah. So I think that's kind of poopy. And then I think it's really rough if you don't have somebody to play Pokemon with. It kind of lessens that connection because the GTS has been around as long as Pokemon's had internet access. Yeah, I think those people what they were referencing it had to have been Wonder Trade, right? Like where you no, no, just... no, no, no. You can so so the problem with GTS, like the the problem in quotes with GTS was that you'd have a lot of unfair trades being asked for. But the reason it did that those always showed up is because GTS was working really, really well. Uh-huh. And what would happen is if you put up a reasonable trade, it would just get snatched up right away. Mm. And so you'd have these reasonable, none of the reasonable trades would show up very often because all that's left is the, is all of like the crap at the bottom. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the, so that was the big thing because like I use GTS plenty of times and the way you use GTS in the past or the way you should is you put up your trade and you request something and then you get it. Yeah. And then you go back and get it because somebody else already did the looking (laughs) (laughs) and and you'll get it. So uh, on that note, I think that's really big. Uh, the other thing is that I noticed that I think is more of a fun fact than anything that you might need to know. But for people who are shiny hunting, uh, which is a big thing, it's like a big it's every year. It's like a bigger and bigger group of people who are shiny hunting because a lot of Twitch streamers do it and they want to go get their shiny. Maybe Pokemon. it was getting too easy because they had to make even more rare stuff. Yeah. So there's even more rare stuff than just <laughs> shiny folk. So like they, they're it's just like, oh, like, you have just a regular shiny. I'm not impressed anymore. So there's two types. There's two types of shinies. It has now. to be hip to be square now. Yeah. There's two types of shiny. There's the one type of shiny that we all know and love that will give you nice sparkles when it comes into the comes into battle. That's literally where the word shiny comes from. <laughs> yep. And there's another shiny now. That will go ahead and create squares when it comes out. So it is uh, it is a different type of shiny. It is a five. It is a one out of sixteen chance that your shiny one out of sixteen shinies will be a square shiny. Will so. be a square shiny. So if you take if you take if you're your really dude, trying to have exclusive stuff, you need to get the square shinies. Down. God, I couldn't imagine. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Nothing. Nothing. But what does what does like. People like shinies because they're rare, so now there's an even rarer version okay, of it. So the thing that's become a big deal also is the uh, is the Poltegeist as well, like in the similar vein. Oh, because of the uh, authentic? That was a nice touch. I so, appreciate it. So there's two types of Poltegeist. There's authentic and inauthentic Poltegeist. You probably have an inauthentic Poltegeist, but when it Dynamaxes or you look underneath it, you can see whether or not the pot it's in has like the official marking that says it's an authentic pot. Um, most of them don't have <laughs> that's that. That's so funny. So there's two types of Poltegeist. So that's that's also another way they kind of added in. It doesn't matter at all. Like, the stats are exactly the same. It's arbitrary. I say fake it till you make it. Use your inauthentic Poltegeist. It's like fake China versus yes. real China? Yeah. Yeah, it's like imitations. That's really funny. I like Isn't that, Isn't that great, actually. though? I really appreciate that's cute. that. That's cute. They they put a lot of detail into these. Like, uh, I, I will say that. I, I also appreciate that a lot of 1% and 2% encounters still exist. Uh, yeah. I think that is always welcome in a Pokemon game just because it, it helps you. It makes it harder to catch certain Pokemon and it increases your play time. And honestly, my enjoyment it, it, in from my perspective, at least uh, I also really enjoy playing uh, or I enjoy it in terms of catching. They like purposely made it harder to catch things. And I kind of love it. And they did this in like a soft way. Mm-hmm. And I, I did mention it during the review, but the way I I absolutely love this feature or feature or game gameplay decision more than anything, honestly, 
but they keep you out of ultra balls until like think after like the fifth gym or something like that oh yeah and by and by then the wild pokemon are almost 40 level 40 anyway so you're throwing great balls at like level 38 stuff Uh and i find that fantastic because that like reduces your capture chance so i guess one question i have that i'm thinking about for my game that maybe you can help me with is would it be better to not play in the wild area until i'm done and then go and have like all of my stuff or should i play it as i'm going through uh yeah i would do a mixture it's like a compromise you have to have like a healthy compromise so like if you go uh there have been a lot of there were a lot of complaints i think mostly from people on reddit which you have to take everything they say with a grain of salt because most of them are just salt blocks and (laughs) i mean that's kind of the best way to explain it but you know salt is what makes food taste good yeah but not if you dump the whole container on that's like uh, (laughs) and so and so i have access to salt so you can season it yeah you gotta you gotta save some of your salt for later like (laughs) don't don't dump it all on the steak but they um they they complained a lot about over leveling being an issue and i don't think it was an issue whatsoever even with the experience share okay so my understanding is if you're doing a lot of raids you'll have a lot of candies yes and that just blows the balance out of the water however you're the one choosing to apply candies to your Pokemon, mm-hmm. so that's the compromise, basically. The only time I did candies was when, like, I would switch a team member out for something new, and mm-hmm. I would use the candies to help bring them up to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, one of the things, too, I'd like to go over, like, just a quick couple, like, Nuzlocke sort of rules that I made. Yeah, no, I, so I want to know, I wanna, I'm actually really curious about this, because I've heard a couple people talk about doing Nuzlocke's, mm-hmm. and I want to know how you do a Nuzlocke in Sword and Shield. Okay, so for me... One, overleveling pretty much happens because you're spending way too much time in in the wild zone, the wild area. Because if you just play through the game, then you're really actually, I honestly think they did kind of a good job with the leveling system. You don't really need to train a whole lot. Like you don't have to grind for a lot of time to make it to the next gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. There are some weird random leaps in levels for some of the gyms. They're not that far, but uh, you really don't have to go out in the grass and just... Grind it all. Yeah. Yeah. So That doesn't exist. I don't think you've had to grind in a Pokemon game for a while. Well, yeah, I think Sun and, Mo- Sun right? and Moon was pretty good, I think. Yeah, like, especially since we had the XP share, like, there's been no need to grind. X and Y, I think, were a little, I think X and Y were a little on the opposite side, because I think it was their first game where they had the XP share brought back in its current current format, and I thought they did a really good job of, uh, uh, outside of X and Y, they, they've done a really good they job. They, of course, leveling. corrected since then, yeah. Yeah, okay. X and Y, they just kind of over-leveled a little bit. Like, I think you could be, like, 10, 15 levels over-leveled by the Elite Four. Yeah. But here, here I would say the leveling is done very well, mostly because as long as you don't use candy, because you'll break the game with yeah. the candy. But that's your own fault, right? Yeah, I think that's your own fault. Yeah, I mean, if maybe you want to break the game with the candy. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's I think that's a player decision and not a design decision because there's no way you can balance that, right? You want to give people rewards for doing raids, and you can't just be like, oh, you don't get rewards because you haven't beaten the game yet. Yeah, and it's basically one of my rules, you know, like, it's basically your job not to be overleveled, because it's pretty easy to not do that if you are just doing a straight Nuzlocke. Mm-hmm. And then my rules uh, that I, like, made up for raids and the wild area. So the wild area isn't as crazy as I first thought, because I was thinking, I mean, it's pretty crazy, but <laughs> at first I was thinking that, like, you could catch anything in the wild area. 
besides the giant ones, right? Which I actually, I, I, I almost had a wipe out <laughs> because like it gave me the warning, but I was like, eh, I mean, it's going to be what, like a couple levels higher than my Pokemon. I could probably take one down and, you know, get an advantage. And then it was like 15 levels higher. And it was like, okay, well, I got to run away now. And I couldn't. So I lost like three Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but the wild area, like, there's a succession in leveling in the different, like, grassy areas and the different, like, regions of the wild area or whatever. So you're not given access to all this right away unless you want your team wiped. And then, so that's not a huge problem. So I figured that because the levels loosely correlate to, and the different areas loosely correlate to, like, gym levels, I figure, okay, every time I beat a gym, I can go to the wild area and I can catch something in the new the newer area with the higher level Pokemon that are closer to mine, right? So that's how I did that, so that I didn't go, like, overboard or anything. And I also, it was basically I could pick something from a wild area, or I could try my luck at a raid. The uh, the lower level raids are super easy. Like, you do not need help from anybody. Oh, yeah. You don't need friends. I think I think you really, you really need it for, like, maybe not even four star. I think, like, five star raids are the ones that require friends, and that's about it. Yeah, I have not had any problem with any four-star raid. I have not come across a five-star, but, like, yeah, no problem. Five-star are typically the ones we have problems with. I mean, I raided on Tuesday with some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ryan included. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. He's actually, he's <laughs> kind of sick today, so I hope he's feeling better. I hope you feel better, Ryan. Go get some chicken noodle soup. Yeah, he he might still be coming over to play D&D, though. We don't know yet. And so... We we were raiding together and they were all pretty early in the game because, you know, I had to kind of like blow through the game to get to the point where I could talk about it. Mm-hmm. And they went ahead and uh, they they were like they had they still had like level 20 stuff and everything. And I found a Gigantamax Corviknight and I'm like, you guys want to try it? And they said, yeah, sure, let's try it. And we got absolutely crushed <laughs> because like the only person that could do it was me. And so like uh, I do understand that like from. I'm going to I'm going to put competitive in quotes because this isn't quite competitive, but from the people who are more hardcore like us, like these raids probably won't be a problem. But if you're playing casually and doing these raids and not trying to farm a raid spawn, I feel like everybody I feel like everybody's going to have a really good time with raids, especially the higher level ones, because it, it gets more challenging. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's the I think that's the takeaway. But I, th- I mean, there are plenty of good things about this game. I don't think that there's a lot of I, there is there are some bad, but I think there's there's a lot of good to be had as well. Yeah, and I did actually. Um, I wiped out. I, I obviously kept playing um, afterwards, but I did wipe out. Um, I think it was after the fifth gym or something like that. Makes that makes sense um, because uh, basically there's this <laughs> there's this huge spike in the uh, okay. So there's those cafes, and you can go in and mm-hmm. you can like challenge them Train. once a day or whatever, yeah. and. I had no idea. I was like, okay, well, the Pokemon around the route that I just went through um, were around this level. So I was thinking it was going to be no problem. I was just going to go in there and get a free battle. <laughs> I go there. All of his Pokemon are 10 levels higher than me. And he only has three, but I was super weak to uh, Fairy at the time. And so I was just like watching all of my Pokemon die to these stupid... I'm, I know people love stuff, love these things, but uh, these stupid Alchemy and uh, Milkrai Pokemon. It was just like, it was like these super cool guys that I traveled with are just decimated by these little like ice cream and like cake frosting <laughs> things. And it's just like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I would, 
if you're doing a Nuzlocke, I would stay away from those. <laughs> <laughs> or at least only do the first two. Because I'm pretty sure it was the third time I tried it where it was just like, wow, okay, this is way too much. And they wiped me out. And that was stupid. That was really stupid. I was pretty upset about that. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, the leveling system is pretty good. Yeah, I think I think most of it's pretty good. I think um, a lot of the complaints that we saw before... I, first of all, there are a lot of people who dislike the game. I do also say that... Um, uh, the 40 hours claim to beat the story isn't isn't like absolutely true. Now, I did play the game a little bit faster than I normally would, but I've also gone through the so post game. So if you all- didn't mess with the wild area, because I feel like that's a really big time. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did mess with the wild area a little bit on top of that because I did spend How like much, a, yeah. I, I spent maybe two or three hours before I beat the game. Well, no, I've I've probably spent like five hours in the wild area altogether before beating like the champion and everything uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so my my current gameplay number right now i just checked this because i was curious because i just did all those trades as well so i spent like an hour and a half doing trades as mm-hmm. well so i my current play time sitting at 25 hours like right now so you would have to subtract so you have to subtract like seven like and a half seven or eight ish hours from that yeah um yeah, I would say like seven ish, maybe. Um, I, let me double so check. So it took like eighteen hours. But I would say, I would say, probably if you play at like a normal pace, because like I wasn't playing at like the most normal pace either. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you pay, play it at a normal place pace, but you're not spending all your time in the wild area, like twenty hours. Uh, I would say twenty twenty five probably. Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. Uh, because there there was a point there was a point where I stopped like catching every single Pokemon on a route that that was happening. So uh, I would I would throw that out. Just to just to be clear, yeah. But right now I'm at 26 hours. I apologize, 26 and a half hours. Okay, so around 20 to 25. I think the 40 hour claim is if you spend a lot of time in wild area, if which you're is meandering. If you meander wild area, yeah. Which I mean, that's fine, but like, let's yeah. not act like that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. I would say it would be reasonable to expect if you're just going through the story and everything like that. You're not messing around with anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say. 20 hours okay uh yeah 20 hours yeah but there's a lot to explore so i really there is a lot to explore i do yeah i really don't think that that's going to be a typical playthrough is there a lot Mm -hmm. to explore outside of the wild area Uh, so not too much outside of the wild area but the wild area itself has a lot like there there were places in the wild area that i didn't go to until post game but that was my fault not anybody else's yeah the the game does wait a very long time to get you the bike on water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I'll be like, why don't I just go through the game and then I'll have all the stuff to enjoy the full wild area and nothing's gonna be. <laughs> that's true. That so like you don't get you don't get the bike to go across the water until after the sixth gym. Okay, so this is not uh, this is probably um because I'm super enjoying this game. This is probably one yeah. of my biggest aesthetic gripes though. The stupid outfit every time you have to get on that bike. So you can change that. You can change it. You can change the colors, but you can't change what it looks like. That it's, is true. Which is just stupid. It's it's Pokey Ride all over again. It's it's a it's a horribly designed. I mean, it's it personally, I think it's dumber than like the Pokey Ride stuff because even that it was like I don't know it. I thought it looked aesthetically better, which I hated it, but I thought it looked aesthetically better than whatever stupid thing they have you go on the bike with. And it's like, I just spent all this money mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. su- super cool good. haircut and jacket mm-hmm. and backpack and shoes and everything like that. And I'm like, dang, I look real sweet. And then it's like, every time I have to get on that bike, it's like, ah, I look like I'm like three years old. 
Uh, I think that's a good place to stop, though. Uh, I think I think there's plenty of good things going on, though. I think that's the takeaway. Like, there's a lot a of Pokemon game, even if it's bad, is still a Pokemon game. Yes. It's still, and by that we mean it's fun. I mean, it's still, and I mean, we're not saying it's bad. We're just saying like, no matter what, it's going to be fun because yeah. it's a Pokemon game. No, no. Uh, most of the time when we talk about Pokemon games, we're comparing them to each other, and I think that mm. needs to be made clear because I don't think there's a bad Pokemon game. Like, in I'm sure we could find one if we tried. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to say that there's like because like we used to give Gen three a lot of crap. Yeah, and, and I still do. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I still do. I think Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, minus the water, <laughs> was minus- um uh probably the best remake in my opinion. Uh, I mean, Heart Gold Soul Silver were Heart Gold really Soul Silver fantastic beat too. that hands down. <laughs> they both had fantastic remakes. I'm a giant fan of uh, of being able to mega evolve during the storyline. So well, that okay. was a giant again, thing for me. Again, you see, you see this right here? This is called uh, different opinions, which is what other people can have from us about everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is which is where, where the truth lies. And on that note, that's where we'll quit it. And we're going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode after this uh, short break. So we will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen. You can head over to VitRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number... Uh-oh, I don't actually know the number. 887, Dragapult, the stealth Pokemon. Apparently, the Dreepy inside Dragapult's horns eagerly look forward to being launched out at mock speeds. So, Dragapult is really cool, and I wanted to cover it today. We don't have a team because the meta's still really not stable at all. And I don't want to give you guys a team that's going to be irrelevant, maybe maybe between the time of recording. And when you'd get the team. <laughs> and when you get the team. There might be a difference. So, Dragapult is Ghost Dragon, a typing shared only with Giratina. But not in Sword and Shield, so we don't got to worry about that. That's true. It's the only Dragon Ghost. I, so, like, I was talking with Seth about Pokemon typings recently. And I just and he's just like, man, the ghost dragon's really good. And he's just like, and this typing's really good. And I'm like, yeah, these you realize those were all like exclusive to legendary Pokemon, right? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, you think there's a reason for that? <laughs> and so Dragapult is that ghost dragon typing, which not a lot of people are familiar with. And yeah, rightfully so. 
because that gives him six resistances and two immunities. So that's nuts in itself. He does have five weaknesses, ghost, ice, dragon, dark, and fairy. No quad weaknesses. No quad weaknesses with this typing, which is really... Which is nice. That's bizarre, honestly, to think about. No quad weaknesses. Uh, He takes normal from flying ground, rock, steel, and psychic. And could you ask for a better stat spread? I don't know that you could. So he's got the base 600, and man, dude, I don't even know where... I don't think anything's wrong with this stat spread. He is a pseudo-legend, obviously. It's crazy. And so he's got a base 142 speed, which I think is just nuts in and of itself. Hello. Hello. That's really fast for any pseudo-legend. And you're just like, well... That's the fastest pseudo-legend. Maybe he goes fast, but he doesn't hit that hard. And you'd be wrong, because he's got a base 120 attack. His special attack's still base 100. Uh, and it's like, well, he's got to be a frail boy. Well, I don't know. A base, really. a base 88 HP isn't terrible. I mean, it's not bulky, but it's not. It's not frail, but it's not bulky. Exactly. And base 75 for both uh, defense and special defense. Both these are uh, are very, very big. We wanted to bring up Dragapult because I, I think he's on my list of to be banned. Though, granted, I, I think Asia Slash, he's doing all right. And they nerfed him enough. 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 I think yeah. they nerfed him enough to the point where he might be balanced, which is kind of exciting because Aegis Slash was always a fun one. Aegis Slash is fun, yeah. Uh, attack stats, the stats got dropped by 10, and then King's Shield only drops the stat by one stage instead of two. Yes. So it, it's actually not terrible. He, he's doing all right. The The only thing that we don't get for Dragapult, which I think he could really use, is a good physical ghost-type move. But those don't really exist outside of, like, Shadow Punch, I guess? I mean, he gets Phantom Force, but that's a two-turn but move. But the issue with that is that it telegraphs. Yeah, exactly. You don't want that. He does get Dragon Dance, which is kind of weird to that's see. That's where it's at. Hello, Dragon Dance. I'm, I'm just like, man, but that base 142 is not fast enough. Let's make sure that there's no choice, Scarf, that you have to deal with. Yes. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, man. Uh, and on top of that, I think I think we're going to see... signature move breaks subs, too, which is lovely. Yeah, it's got dragon darts, which is a... Uh... So it hits twice, and it's 50 base power. Um, so that means that... Hey, chances are you can break a sub with one, and then you'll still get past the other. And if there's not a sub, it's basically a 100 damage base dragon move. I have, like... I'm having, like, real flashbacks to Kangaskhan right now. Like, Mega Kangaskhan. Ah, mm. I'm having real flashbacks right now. There's no power-up punch. It's there okay. is no power-up punch. That is probably the only good thing. That is the only good thing. No free swords dance for clicking that button. But he does... I mean, his move pool is actually pretty broad, too. It also gets U-turn. So you can, you like... You, you can know, do some pivots. Slap a band on it and just pivot if you wanted. And I think he gets... Uh, I mean, he doesn't get any good, like, physical fire move, which is upsetting. Also, crazy discovery. It gets screens. Not that you'd use it for that, but now you know. Uh, maybe one day you will. Who knows? Yeah. I don't Who know. Knows? Maybe in the draft league and you're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. You didn't expect my screens from Dragapult. Yeah. I'm using Astonish. Yeah. And I think it's move pool is, um, I mean, I don't, I don't have any idea how effective this would be, but I do think that it's move pool is wide enough to where it might be fun to mess around with um, an assault vest sort of. Yeah, because it, it has it has like a high enough special defense where it would probably be able to. I guess it depends on like what people end up using to counter it. It really depends, and yeah. if that survives, what? It, yeah, so yeah. to be determined. I mean, he does get access to the new dragon type move, breaking swipe, as well, which is actually really cool. Um, more so for doubles than it is for singles, but it's uh, essentially intimidate, but a move. 
and it's a it's a dragon type move that just hits all tar- everybody on the opposite side of the field. Oh, nice! So it's like physical snarl. It's physical snarl, yeah. But it's a dragon type, so it does get. There are immunities to it. So like, if there is a fairy type, like the fairy type won't get hit by it or something. So that, I mean, Slurpuff is still in this gen. Keep that in mind. It's not. It's not. I thought. I no, thought Slurpuff I made it. Slurpuff made the cut. Really. Oh, no, you know what? But Slurpuff lost Belly Drum, I think. Did it? I mean, just wait until ba- home comes around. That's what it was. It lost, like, some of the stuff that made it good. That's what it was. Just wait. It'll come back. It'll come back. Just wait. <laughs> Belly Drum Slurpuff isn't dead yet. Although you won't have to worry about that in VGC, so. That's true. Though, they, I don't think there's actually, um, the one thing we didn't tell you about Sublime, because he used to be a big VGC player, uh, there's no, like, Pentagon. There's no Pentagon, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. Maybe they will say that you can't use anything with a pentagon, and that's the new pentagon. Not having a pentagon is the new pentagon, because you can only use the stuff that's in Galar anyway. That's true, because I think I think everything, I think almost everything, has something. No pentagon is the new pentagon. So there was, just in a different way. You're right. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, this was a good Pokemon to look at. The only reason I wanted to highlight it is because once, one, I like I said, I think it's going to get banned. Uh, <laughs> use it while you can. And use it while you can. We don't know. Like, I, we, we're literally in the first week. The metagame is, like, such a mess right now that I'll stay... I'll I, don't think, I don't think the last time we did the show after the game, we had a good handle on the meta <laughs> whatsoever either. So take everything we say right now with a grain of salt. We'll be good in, like, a month. We'll understand what's going on in a month. Uh, <laughs> but for now, go get yourself a Dragapult to play with. Yeah, we want to highlight some cool Pokemon. Yeah, it's super fast. My gosh, there's like it outspeeds some scarfs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, one forty two. So for reference, for those of you who are who know the raw stats like I do and don't know what the base stats imply, one forty two means a max speed of four twenty one, like right on its own. So the, the so for reference, you're just under speeding things like Mega Sceptile, which don't exist anymore. Um, but that that's like the kind of speed tier you're at right now, which is something to think about. Uh, th- that is the one fun thing about this meta is that w- with the cut, uh, we do have like a bunch of different speed tiers to think about, which is really fun. It's just something to keep in mind. Base 142 speed, crazy speed stat, doing lots of damage uh, and dragon darts. Man. And it has dragon dance. And dragon dance. And U-turn. You can do so much with this. So fun. So and fun. it gets double hit too if you want like normal coverage for reasons. And, I mean, I-, I can see it becoming like a mixed attacker or even see a lot of people sw- going in. What will happen is people will switch in like a physical wall that's weak to flip fire blast and then you just click that. I, I think I don't know if that's what's going to happen. It's either going to be mixed or they're going to go full special. I don't think it's going to ever be full physical. Wait, did you just say you don't expect Dragapult to be full physical? Yeah, I don't expect it to be full physical. No, I don't. I don't. I Just because of the Pokemon that are in the meta. I mean, we can be you, we can agree to disagree right now. Okay, so you think that it's going to use its 100 base special attack? Because of the way the meta is going to shake down uh, currently. I mean, it's such a... I guess. I mean, it has Dragon Day. I'm thinking of just like, like Aegislash exists right now, right? Yeah, Aegislash does exist. And Aegislash is great too. Go use that. Yeah, but what are you going to hit Aegislash with? You're going to hit it either with like Fire Blast or Shadow Ball or something, right? And I think that's, that's what you're going to want to do. Maybe you run it mixed as well so that you can get like Stab Dragon on that base 120. But... I, I think you're going to want to carry like a tech fire blast or a tech shadow ball as well at the same time. I mean, it does get psychic things as well, which is kind of weird. Yeah, that's what I was. That's kind of what I was thinking about, like uh, the physical. But it, it doesn't have a super. Well, hold on. Maybe I'm. Is, is Phantom Force physical? It's physical, but Phantom Force is a two turn move. You have to think. Phantom about Force that. is Phantom Force is the problem. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's the problem. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I expect it to be physical with some special. We'll see. I think I think that's probably the most likely. You're going to see more mix. You're going to you're going to see like it'll have like a special move. I agree with you. I think that's the most likely scenario. On that note, though, I think that's where we'll leave it. I don't want to promise you a shiny dragapult just yet. Uh, we are doing ditto though over on Patreon. So go over to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast if that's something you're interested in grabbing, a 6IV Japanese ditto. We are going to kick it on over, though, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag is the part of the show where we read your listener emails on the show. Uh, last time we asked you guys to write in emails about how you're enjoying Sword and Shield. And uh, we only got two. I don't know why you guys haven't told us wh- that you're enjoying the games. They all must be too busy playing them. That's, That's honestly what probably what's happening. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> They're all too busy raiding. Haven't you seen the chats? Dude, raiding is huge right now. Uh, but if you're new to the show, this is where we read listener emails. You can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, letting us know your thoughts about anything. Specifically, next week, we want to know what your favorite part of Pokemon Sword and Shield is or what your what tip you might give Sublime uh, for yeah. starting the game. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's, looking, he's looking to crowdsource some information here. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just go ahead. Email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We'll give the green Tauros badge to anybody that we think is uh, wrote a really good email. That's where we go. And you get your name on the Discord turn green. So let's jump into it. Our first email this week is from Michael Price. Uh, Sublime wanted to read this one. Sure, yeah. All right. So greetings, Puckalonians. Trainer Wolf here, if that's who it is. Uh, ah, he signed it Michael that. Price, though. He did. He did. <laughs> uh, but it said Trainer Wolf in the first line. Um, <laughs> here to give my thoughts on Sword and Shield. I'm insanely hyped for these games. Yesterday, I picked up the Zacian and Zamazen to switch light for my wife so we can play together. And I'll be getting up early next Friday to get the Steel Double Pack uh, from Target. I'll be playing Shield since I much prefer Ponyta over Surfetch. And I want to fight Alistair's Ghost-type gym. Which version has you more excited? I'm getting Sword, personally, because uh, I like Fairy-types, and it has a Fairy-type Legendary. So there you go. I wanted Sword because I wanted one Galarian Farfetch'd, and I wanted... Uh, <laughs> Galarian Farfetch'd was the big thing, because I wanted to tell everybody that it existed. Also, I love Hatterene, so that's my Psychic Fairy of choice, so Ooh. I don't need the Ponyta. Hatterene is like my new favorite Pokemon. There's a lot of Psychic Fairies, honestly. Love Hatterene. There's a lot of them in this game. Three. There's three. Three. That's 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 maybe one or two more than I need in, in this. There's Gardevoir, there's Hatterene, and there's the, the Rapidash. I do like it because it's like tired of your nonsense and it will like, yeah, love Hatterene. <laughs> <laughs> My new, like, my favorite Jenny Pokemon is Hattery. Moving on. It has been insanely hard to avoid leaks, and I found out some things I wish I hadn't, but I think Game Freak is partly to blame for the leaks. Most people don't want to know every single Pokemon in the region, and there are a lot of people like me who would rather explore and discover some of them. Personally, I've never experienced the thrill of finding a new Pokemon in the wild, because Sun and Moon were the first Pokemon games I got at launch, and Game Freak revealed 95% of the Alola decks before release. So for me, Sword and Shield are going to be a great adventure of discovery that I've never experienced before. However, Game Freak still, less than a week before launch, has not revealed the starter's evolutions. That is itself in enough to get a lot of the people to look at the leaks. If Game Freak released the info we cared about, then a lot of people, a lot more people wouldn't care as much about the leaks, so they wouldn't get as much publicity. 
I love leagues. I always love leagues. I, I think the It's reason... fun to look at all the stats and move pulls as soon as we get them. That's why I enjoy I it. think the problem with the leaks this time wasn't so much that it, it happened because I think it needed to happen mostly because they were so tight lipped. I, we've talked about it several I mean, times. You on the should show. know what your starter is going to turn into. I agree. Yes. With that. I, well, I think they should have at least showed us the second. That's stage. a commitment. You, you know need what I mean? To know what your starter is looking like. They should have told, they should have at least given us like the mid stages because that's what they did for X and Y. Gen six gave you the middle. Yeah. They gave you the middle. Stage. I think, I think gen six is perfect. Perfect amount of showing. It is, not it is the Goldilocks of information pre-release. Yeah, I don't know what Gave happened. You enough. It was because people complained about Sun and Moon showing you everything. Yeah, which is a fair that complaint. That was too hot, and this was too cold. And then they were just like, "Oh, you don't like that?" And then it's just like hard turn to the other side. Like it's just like, no, we liked what you had before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the thing is, you don't have to look at the leaks. So it's the best of both worlds. People who want them can get them. People who want to like discover can have that joy of discovery as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone wins. Yeah, I like to. I do this thing where. Because I like to start, or I like to have my own starter. So a lot of times when I'll do Nuzlocke, I'll like pick a poke that I like that's not really that great, and then I'll have it be. My that's kind of what uh, Shamu did. Mm-hmm. I loved what he did. Did he? He released his rookie. He did, and had two Wulu as his starters instead. <laughs> and on the stream, I loved it. I loved it. He put rookie's face on one of the uh, Wulu. <laughs> it was fantastic. That's so funny because like me and him were joking. Like yes, the Three starters in this game are Wulu, Wulu, and Trubbish. <laughs> good times, good times. All right, back to this. <laughs> to be fair, nobody really... I, I don't think they were phenomenal this time, but I, to be fair, they've grown I mean, on me. They've monotype me. is disappointing. Bottom monotype line. was Moving disappointing, <laughs> yes. For now, having not seen very much of the leaked info, my team is going to be Sobble, Yamper, Dredna, Wulu, and Corviknight. With the six, depending on how hard it is to reset the game to get multiple starters. I don't know what he means, but... Because he's probably just going to see if he can get another starter. But, like... Oh, well, I guess with him and his wife playing, they could trade him all over. Yeah, exactly. Him back. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, so not that hard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. When Sun and Moon first came out, I wasted around three hours with that stupid tutorial intro getting to the point where I could trade. Then resetting the game and doing it all over again to get the three starters. So if Sword and Shield have a long intro, I won't do that again. And I'll probably use Mimikyu for my sixth team member, uh, but if it's like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon with a five-minute intro, then I'll have Brookie on my team as a Sith. That's true. So what team are you going to use, and how do you feel about the leagues? Hoping Game Freak learns from their mistakes for future games, and the journey continues. P.S. Just in case you read this on the show and I like it, or in like it, I already have the Green Taurus badge. Thanks for letting us know, Trainer Wolf. Uh, I love leaks, as I said. Uh, the thing about leaks is no one's forcing you to look at them. I love getting the stat dump. I love getting the stat dump. Stat dumps are kind of fun. They're fun. I, I do appreciate stat dumps. Yeah, with all the new types and things, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's like Christmas for Pokemon. I do agree with that. I, so my team, I didn't, throughout the game, I kind of just like, I swapped in between a lot of stuff. Because, I don't know, I, they were just like, oh, I want to play with this Pokemon and see what it's like. Because I was really interested in the mechanic of like the split Galarian evolutions. So the Flapple? Uh so no no, so it's like uh Meowth and uh Meowth and Yamask are the only two I guess that fall under this category. So I was really intrigued by like seeing Meowth evolve into not Persian. Uh because Meowth doesn't evolve Galarian Meowth doesn't evolve into Persian, it evolves into Berserker. Yeah. And Yamask doesn't evolve into Kofagrigus anymore, it evolves into Ruinagrius, or however we want to say it. Runerigus. I feel like Sco- I feel like Scooby Doo saying that. Okay, <laughs> but that, that's kind of where we are with that. 
I, I don't. I so I wanted to play. So I played with like Meowth for a couple of gyms, and then I played with something else. If Meowth didn't look so unkempt, I would like it. It looks a lowland Meowth. It looks messy. No it man. looks better when you see it in game and you can see the back of the sprite. Hmm. Uh, because then you go, oh, there's Meowth. Yeah. Yeah. One way I saw it described that I thought was really funny was they say that uh, they have three Meowths to represent the different classes. Regular <laughs> Meowth is the middle class, a lowland Meowth is the upper class, and then um, Galarian Meowth yes. is the proletariat. Yes. You're not you're not entirely <laughs> wrong with that assessment. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's I just played around with a lot of stuff, though, for my team. For my team, I like to go on semi, like, not decided. I always use new stuff for a new game. Mm-hmm. So let me be clear. I like using new stuff, and I'm in favor of a national deck. So you can do both. You can do both. I No, no. I, we, Sublime, Sublime, you and I are the same person. It's fine. Yeah, it is. In many ways. I'm just your anger translator. Honestly, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, endgame team ended up being uh, Noivern, Dragapult, Excadrill, Grimmsnarl, Grimmsnarl. Scrimnarl is Grimmsnarl. Bay. Love Grimmsnarl. That's true. Grimmsnarl yeah, is I think bay. I have decided on four that I'd like to use, and then the other two I want to be, like, decided as I play, but I want to be Sobble Squad, and then Corviknight, and then Hatterene. Gotta have Hatterene. And then Grimmsnarl. Corviknight was a really cool line as well, in my opinion. Yeah. Because, because we the, should the never birds have are been just forced to have a bazillion normal flying. There is no reason they can. It's be not flying. normal flying. It's just flying. Yeah, it's exactly. Fantastic. And that's how it should have been. We don't need a bazillion normal flying. Like, it was awesome. They're just like, hey, we figured it out. They, they, to be fair, in this game, they, I think they broke a lot of norms on purpose that they were too scared to do previously. Like, uh, the one thing we didn't talk about during the like topic... the national decks. Just kidding. I, the one thing we didn't talk about during the topic that I thought was something... Like, I'm typically not happy when they change, like, something that's been consistent for years in the games. Oh, are you talking about evolution methods? So here for that. I am all about them getting rid of location-based evolutions. evolution methods. I'm really Get okay, because yeah. yeah. they got rid of the location-based evolution methods, so now Chargebug evolves with a, with a Thunderstone. Chargebug. Leafeon, uh, Glaceon, and Chargebug. Glaceon. Those are the yeah. three. Those are the three. Get you a stone for it. I'm so, so happy with that. I'm so happy with Charge that. Charge a bug isn't, like, gimped to play the game with now. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. That was such a good, that was such a good change, and, like, that, like, that is an example of a good change Pokemon oh, I want a fire type. I don't know if I want to use, uh, the Scorchipede. It's okay. Or the Roly Coley line. I'm torn between those two. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> they're both, you just said they're both okay. They're so, both okay. I mean, yeah, I'll probably take one of those. I don't know which one I'll get. Go with Blitbug. That was neither of the two no. things he asked about. No, no, no. But he's but, cool. Blipbug he is, is cool. He is, but he's just <laughs> not my style. He's Shamu's style. Shamu really likes that one. I, I really wanted. Is this final evolution like any good with like? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked honestly. It's okay. Like, are we talking about Blipbug? Yeah. yeah, we're talking about Orbeetle. Orbeetle, that's its name. Um, it's like Scolipede Levani stats looking. Okay. Like it's better than a Butterfree. In terms of, like, stats. But it's not, you know, so... That's cool. Because, honestly, he is, like... I really like uh, Ledian. Ladian. It's like Ledian made be- good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Those are the four, and then the two I'll pick as I go. Wulu's definitely a strong contender. So, that's my two. Okay. When I get it used, eventually. So, thank you to Trainer Wolf for that. Thank you, Trainer Wolf. We're gonna go on, go on over to, uh... I don't know if he's new, but, uh... We're going to go over to Andrew uh, and Basket. You've got this one. 
Hello, Puckle Crew. It's Andrew from NYC. So I just completed Pokemon Sword, even the drawn-out ending. <laughs> I am now ready to begin building my competition team, but I am unsure where to start. Well, we all are, man. We all. You, all nobody are. knows where to start even just now. Just jump in. Just jump in. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah. I believe I need a perfect IV ditto, so the question is, how exactly do I get one? I hey, Thatch, how can they get a perfect IV ditto, <laughs> for anyone wondering? They can go to Patreon.com and go to the $5 tier. We've got them over there. Uh, it's a good time. Uh, but I think his problem is, if you keep reading, I'll explain. Uh, yeah. Basket. I caught a ditto with two perfect IVs, but I do not think I will ever catch a perfect one. So do I get this ditto to level 100, then use a golden bottle cap on it? Also, I feel a lot of pressure to catch all the G-Max Pokemon in the wild area, because they are limited on time. Okay, time out. We're going to we're going to fix a lot of misconceptions. Let's break are... down the knowledge cuz there are some in... There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of bad misconceptions here. So, one, you caught a p- ditto with two IVs. Those are the only IVs that'll transfer. Bottle caps are kind of superficial and just stick on top of the Pokémon. They won't transfer with breeding. So, six IV dittos, if you've heard about them, none of them are legitimate. Or not I wouldn't say legitimate. In case someone was wondering. Yeah, they are all they are all hacked into the game via some via Poke Poke PK hex or something of that sort. So if you have a six IV ditto, it's probably not like, oh, I caught this in the wild. If you've ever had a six IV ditto. If you've ever had a six IV ditto in any game, From that is the case. Because somebody somebody was arguing with me about it. Uh, I forget where it was. And I'm just like, not not here. This was this was back in Gen six seven. And they're just like, well, why can't we get legitimate or not legitimate, but not hacked, um, not hacked six IV dittos? And I say, you tell me what the chances are of that. And they say, well, I can guarantee four IVs or 31. I go, okay, so you still need two IVs to be 31. So you have to go one over 32 times one over 32. Do that math and get back to me. <laughs> and it turns out to be like a one in like 7,000 chance or something like that. So, uh, or maybe not just that, but it, it's, it's pretty hard to get what you want. Yeah. And that's very difficult to get. So it's not easy to get a a one a captured in game ditto. So that's where they come from. Next is so that clears up two of them. The other one is the G Max Pokemon in the wild area being limited on time. They are not limited on time. I want to make that clear. What Nintendo said when they were making G or Gigantamax, Corviknight, Dreadnought, and Butterfree more common was that they were only making them more common in the wild area. So they increase, they buff the, uh, they buff like the rate that they that they show up. Um, they will always be there regardless. There is no, there is no pressure to like run out and get it. It's just easier to find them. So that is Thatch clearing up misconceptions. Done. Yeah, and you can always change the time on your system. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but moving on, uh, keep going, keep going, basket. All right, where was I? My fear is once I decide on my competitive team, I'm going to have to track down a Gigantamax Pokemon. I missed in their early weeks. Also, I really like Tox- Toxtricity. I have such a hard time with that <laughs> with that Pokemon. It's so hard to say. Right now. <laughs> There's a bunch of new ones. It's going to take us all. Uh, and yeah. we're all going to have a hard time. Like I can't. I still can't say Runa Rigris. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. How do we say that? Is it Runa Rigus? Runa Grigus? What's going? on? I don't know how to say it yet. <laughs> Let's wait for the anime to confuse us further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this typing is super interesting, and I hope I can find a team that he fits on. I would love to have Weavile and Toxtricity on a team, and anything else to help round out the team and support these two. I honestly don't even know if they are in the same tier. Geez, the more I think about it, the more work the more work making a competitive team seems. Please, Puckle Crew, help a willing competitive noob get some words of wisdom from the innately brilliant Puckle Masters. I think we're going to let him down just a little bit. 
because <laughs> he, he's he's worrying if they're in the same tier. And the answer is everything's in the same tier. But yeah. will they be in the same tier in the end? That's, I guess what he's asking. Even in the end, though, like, so I'm a big proponent always and forever will be that no matter what tier a Pokemon's in, as long as it's not banned from that tier, that Pokemon's in that tier. And you can consider that Pokemon for that's use. true. You can use anything in OU because I so. think I think the that doesn't big, mean it's viable, but it, you can use yeah, it. You can use it, but I think the biggest the biggest quote unquote success stories in this type of deal is Slowbro. If you look at the Gen Seven like movement of Slowbro from tier to tier throughout Gen Seven, Slowbro bounced more than once from NU to OU. To OU. Yeah. He bounced. He's bounced more than once from those two tiers because it's just the yeah. way the cycle, of the meta worked. He would just get knocked down after a little while, and then he'd come back up to to counter something. And so that's just something to think about. Like you can be ahead of the meta and do something like that if you just think about using certain Pokemon. You go, oh, I'm building this team, and you know what? This Pokemon is the only one that can fit there, and, and you try that. And, and like I say, with most competitive, if you're if you're getting into po- competitive, you just jump in and you have to figure out just what's going in. on. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think we're all going to be competitive noobs, especially with this meta. So we're all just going to jump in and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, but go fin- finish it off, Basket. Also, I did look at some of the spoilers because I wanted to be confident about my starter pick, Sobble, and I'm very happy with what he turned into. But I tried to summon my inner Whimsicott and avoid most spoilers. With that said, the first time I saw Phalanx, I was honestly shocked and can't believe this Wiggler-looking thing made the cut. I want Phalanx to have an evolution. I don't. Uh, I definitely don't. Phalanx, I don't think, <laughs> needs an evolution. Phalanx is actually pretty good. Like, his stats are decent. Not with no retreat. I do not yeah. need something with no retreat getting an evolution. He has Thanks. no retreat. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, like, uh, aesthetically. I'm sure it'd be fun to see aesthetically, but that is not something I want to exist. <laughs> <laughs> if it happens, all I want them to... I'll, the only difference between Phalanx and Phalanx evolution is it needs to be all of the pieces of Phalanx standing on each other instead of following each other. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That would be... I would be so... So you know what? Why don't we just get a Phalanx form in the next generation that does that? Yes. There we go. <laughs> there you go. In like seven gens, we'll get we'll get some kind of regional variant of Phalanx. That it, because these phalanx are confused, they stand on each other instead of follow. <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, but uh, on that note, though, I think that's it for the emails this week. Nobody, there's no, there's nothing new from that. But if you want to email us next week, it's at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your favorite part of the game is and what tip you'd give Sublime. What tips you got for me? Yeah, let, let me Sublime know. know. I have access to the email. I'll he does have access to, to the email. Uh, sometimes he'll tell me about it before I'll know about it. <laughs> And that's fair. I mean, I don't mind at all. So that is uh, that is it. If you want to keep up with Puckle throughout the week, you can go check out our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We really appreciate you following us on those platforms because we do use them to reach out. We are going to be holding more Twitter contests in the near future. So definitely keep an eye out for that. We got a couple of like really cool promotions going on very soon. On top of that, if you want to support the show and watch more content, you can go over to Puckle Plus where we've got a weekly show. And if you want, if you want to talk about competitive... Uh, Seth Vilo and gang are going to be talking competitive this Thursday, uh, which I know is Thanksgiving, so I apologize in advance, but it's a podcast, so it'll be there the next day. You know what? I mean, listen, when your family's fighting, it'll give yeah, you Yeah, we're the better family anyway, too, right? If you're not into the like, drama. Puck, you have the Puckle family, the and family. <laughs> we've got the Puckle family, so have Thanksgiving with the Puckle family and listen to Battlecast uh, on Thursday. <laughs> uh, it's just because I don't like moving things around, and it's too much work. Uh, so go ahead and listen to that. Uh, send in your emails, though, earlier instead of later, because we'll be recording the episode for the week after Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving. So the earlier you can you can record that show, 
the more appreciated it will be. <laughs> also, get your emails in real quick. So, you know, it'll be very appreciated. Uh, but on top of that, if you want to watch us on YouTube, we, uh, we have a lot of cool content on YouTube. We're trying to figure out how we're going to do Swish content there as well. Um, I've got a couple series in in the in the fires. We'll see how that goes. Plan for that. If not, you can at least catch the Nuzlocke, which should be coming back relatively soon. And subscribe to our Twitch, where we have lots yeah. of fun things like us playing D anD D, like we did last night. We did play D anD D, and it was, it was a good fun. time. And it's, it's a great way to like talk to the host and see what everybody's like because we do have we are all friends outside of this podcast. Like you hear an hour and a half of us each week, but we talk to each other far more often. <laughs> and so that I mean, we had a good time playing D anD D. We also have a bunch of Swish content going up there as well. We have like five people streaming Swish. It's it's amazing. And on top of that, we also have um. Oh my gosh, where do we usually go? If you want to support the show monetarily, a couple of ways you can do it. One, you could go to Twitch and you can subscribe with like a Twitch Prime membership or even just subscribe if you want. But a couple of places that might be better. One, you can go over to Public, support the show, get some cool merch at the same time. We'd really appreciate that. And then, of course, you could always go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Get cool things like shiny Pokemon, 6IV Dittos, Puckle Trading Cards. Uh, we did badges earlier this year. The badges will probably make a, another round sometime in the uh, beginning of 2020. Because I do want to try to get us a full set of 10. I think that'd be really cool. Have a full set of 10. That would be cool. Yeah, man, I want that real bad. So we'll be we'll be talking about that here in the near future. And so I guess uh, I guess that's it, though. That's what we typically say at the end of the show. Yeah. So here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I remain sublime. And I'm Baskin. And it's closing time.
As always, we here at Puckle would like to thank our patrons for helping us make everything possible. And we've got a bunch of new guys to welcome to the family. So let's just go blow through this list, hopefully as fast as I can. But thank you to Liger, Viger, Duly Noted, C.R. Perkins, Rob, Josh, Big Chonk, Keegan, Ilaria, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Corbinick, Piquello, Ryan, John, Wade, Marcus, King, Kavik, and Harmonia, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Sheldon, Claude Nine, Bodtech, Swapratata, Michael, Calvin, Jonathan, Chris, Farber, Fox, Colt, Peach, Jesse, Brandon, iStarly TV, J- Christopher Runt, Voltaire, Harvey, Merlander, Fitz, Super Nerd Fox, Joshua, Zane, P. McGee, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Brian DeWolf, Trevor Booth, TJ Ventrol, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco, Taylor, Allegionary, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, David, Chris, Louise, Justin, South, Locke, Zach, Sammy, Graham, Greg, Alec, Christian, Yegler, Mikey, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame 3, Halfle Review, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Hute Q, Shira, Zarni, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Sarah, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Dylan, Joseph, Travy, Cordell, Julie, and Alex. We did it, fam. We did it. <laughs> On that note, uh, uh, get ready. We're going to start planning some raid nights with you guys and have some fun with uh, you at the $5 tier and higher. We are doing that 6IV giveaway. Uh, pay attention to patreon.com for updates on that and i look forward to hanging out with you guys in the future so we will catch you on the flip-flop hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.